Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today it's Alex, and one thing I've been thinking about recently is we've been very grateful to see our audience grow recently, and we're so appreciative of all the generous donations we've been receiving. So I thought that we could give you more back, and in that respect, we'd like to start producing occasional bonus episodes. Right now, we give you one episode every two weeks, or every other Friday. And as you guys have realized, by now we have three formats. We've got our interviews, which are long interviews with guests. We have our audio essays, which are usually about half an hour, which is more structured content. And we have our lived experience episodes, which are interviews with people who are experiencing some sort of mental health difficulty. But occasionally, we'd now like to start giving you a bonus episode as well. And this would be quick and dirty, five to ten minutes on a particular nugget or idea that I think you guys would find particularly useful. So this is our first ever bonus episode. And today, I'd like to talk a little bit about perfectionism. What is perfectionism? How is it understood usually? what might be a better way of understanding it or maybe a deeper way of understanding perfectionism and what are the problems with perfectionism. I think when people use the term perfectionism colloquially, they usually mean I try very hard because I care a lot and so I just want to do the best job I can and I'm willing to try a bit harder to get that done. And and a lot of times people even refer to perfectionism as a virtue. But what I'd like to argue is that perfectionism at its worst can run a lot deeper than that and can reflect some deeper problems with our psychology and can actually be not a very good medium to long-term strategy that aside from making our lives harder and maybe predisposing us to more mental suffering it's actually not as effective a strategy. So a different way of thinking about perfectionism is that perfectionism can be conceived of as a defense. And what is it a defense against? Perfectionism can be thought of as a defense against realizing that we are flawed creatures, that we have limitations, that we cannot do everything, that there are restrictions within which we have to live our lives. For example, you need to sleep eight hours a night, you need to eat, you have a finite lifespan, you have talents. But every talent also has an underlying weakness, like you may be really good at drawing boundaries with people, but that might make it very difficult for you to empathize with other people. Or you may be open-minded, but that might mean that you have so many interests, you find it hard to pick one for a long period of time. Or you may be very hardworking, but you may find it hard to relax. So whoever you are, you have these bounds within which you have to operate and you have strengths and and weaknesses. For lots of different reasons, often relating to our early life experiences, a lot of people can suffer a lack of core self-esteem, which means they don't necessarily feel good enough as they are. And they feel that as a result they have to make extra special efforts in order to be valued by the people around them. And while it's true that in any social system, one does want to have mutually beneficial relationships with the people around us, this process can go a bit too far in perfectionists where they 
construct an idealized version of what they could be and then endeavor to act that out as much as possible because they feel it's the only way that they can get validation from the world and from other people and the only way that they could possibly give validation to themselves. This is problematic because perfection is an illusion. It's not achievable. And when perfectionists try to become perfect and they fail, typically they collapse into a state of self-loathing. And so perfectionists often oscillate between feeling like they're on top of everything and a certain grandiose feeling that they're accomplishing a lot and a, fe- and a feeling of intense self-loathing and self-criticism. And that's why perfectionism is often associated with a lot of self-criticism and a lot of self-loathing. Perfectionism is also associated with control issues because by definition, to achieve perfection means that you must have to gain some kind of omnipotence and have to gain perfect control over yourself and over your environment. Again, this is not possible. People who are successful usually realize that they're not successful by being perfect, but by being good enough consistently over a long period of time. And successful people usually realize that there is a luck or chance component in their success, but they create situations frequently enough whereby some kind of luck or serendipity becomes inevitable. To some degree, success requires surrendering to the fact that you're not always in control, but that you're going to do your best anyway. Think of playing poker. Being a good poker player doesn't mean that you always get the best hands and that you play each hand perfectly. A good poker player rather realizes that their job is to do their best with whatever hand that they're given. And a poker player could be given an amazing hand and play it perfectly according to the odds and still lose. But they realize that if they play that hand well enough, enough of the time that they're going to be successful in the medium to long term. And a lot of the problems with perfectionism actually revolve around how the perfectionism extends into the medium to long term. Think about someone who has an extremely busy schedule over the next week, such that they'll only be able to get four hours of sleep. What a perfectionist might think is they have to do it. They have to accomplish everything in that week. And if they are only going to get four hours of sleep, so be it. And what will end up happening is they'll end up trying to accomplish all of those things, but none of them will be accomplished to the best of their ability because they've only gotten four hours of sleep. Someone with a less perfectionistic mindset might think, It is totally unrealistic for me to accomplish all of these tasks within one week, especially given that I'll only be on four hours of sleep. So that being the case, and realizing that I have flaws and limitations, that there's only so much I can accomplish and that I need eight hours of sleep, I need to move some of these tasks or cancel some of these tasks or delegate them such that I can do less things, get enough sleep and perform the tasks that I am going to do to the best of my ability. And this relates to another factor that is often important in success, which is that success is often not being everything for everyone and accomplishing a a huge range of tasks, but success is often accomplishing a very narrow range of tasks with an extremely high level of competence, such that you have an unfair advantage. So again, I'm making the case that not only is perfectionism 
psychologically harmful in that it causes a lot of suffering, a lot of self-criticism and judgment and will make your mental life a lot worse, but actually that it's a lot less effective as a strategy. And you would do much better to, rather than aim to be perfect, aim to be, quote, good enough. And what you have to do as a good enough person is to accurately assess your flaws, your restrictions, your limitations, but also your talents and your gifts to reconcile yourself with those and then to strategize realistically about how you can operate within those bounds. For example, as we discussed in our recent audio essay on personality, before you can improve on your personality and maybe expand the range of your personality, you first have to get to know your personality with its strengths and weaknesses. And as I alluded to earlier in this episode and in that audio essay about personality, every particular personality trait that you have will have its particular strength and weakness. And it's only by realistically getting to know yourself and getting to know the landscape of your strengths and weaknesses can you then do anything to improve on them. I hope you guys found that useful. If you like this kind of quick bonus episode, please let us know via our email or social media. Our email is podcast at multilearning.com. Our social media is in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, you can share it with a friend or you can buy us a coffee using the buy me a coffee link in the description. We really appreciate all the support we've received so far and we'll see you here next time.